there's only one reason why we lose our hair. Blood flow restriction to the hair follicle. That's it. Hair loss is a disease, just like cardiovascular disease. I am Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mind Valley podcast. I'm recording this podcast in some interesting circumstances. I'm here in my office at Mind Valley in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and the government just announced that tomorrow. The country is going into lockdown. It's going to be an interesting time. We're not allowed to travel, not allowed to go to work. This is because there was a huge spike in coronavirus cases this past weekend. For a while, we were watching what was going on in the U.S. and we were thinking, "Gosh, we've been really lucky," but it's hit us too. We empathize with all of you out there, all across the world, who are going through this crazy situation. But business continues as usual. And I wanted to make sure I'm still able to bring you incredible guests on our Mind Valley podcast. Now, our speaker today is John Goss, and we're going to talk about something really interesting. This applies to women and men, and it has to do with hair loss. It does affect men a lot more frequently than women, but it is a problem that impacts both genders. And to many people, men and women who suddenly start experiencing hair loss after forty. It often sometimes feels like there are no options, and it starts to get scary. It hits your self-esteem, and there are so many BS solutions that you see advertised everywhere, many of which don't have any basis in science. And so, I wanted to bring on a special guest today to talk about this topic. John Goss has a fascinating story in terms of hacking and coming up with ways to mitigate hair loss, but even regrow hair. So, John, welcome to the Mind Valley Podcast. Vision, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And you know, just so people kind of get a sense of where you're at right now, I know you're in Miami. How are things over there? Yeah, man, it's a crazy time. I just so happened to fly to Florida to visit my family a week ago. I live in LA and came to visit my family. They come down during the winter, originally from Ohio. So I flew over, and I'm kind of in quarantine over here with the family. My mom and my grandma are down here staying. So. I'm getting to spend some time with my ladies over here in Florida, hanging out with the fam, which is nice. But it's scary times, man. I've, I used to be in medical sales and spent a lot of time in hospitals, and I've never, I've never seen anything like this before. I know. Well, let's all hope that all of us, like billions of us, get through this. Well, I'm sure. I mean, I have great faith in the human race. I'm sure we're going to pull out just fine. Right now, it's just a period of crazy adjustment, and you know, making sure that we are self-isolating so that we can protect the elderly and the sickly from catching something that could be potentially deadly for them. Absolutely. So let's get started with the topic of hair loss. Now, John, tell us your backstory because this is how we met. We had our first conversations in a Whole Foods in Santa Monica, and you intrigued me. So I'd love for you to share this story with our audience. Well, I can promise you, I never ever wanted to be the hair loss guy, and I never wanted to be on a podcast talking about hair loss. But so fate has it. I grew up, like I said, in Columbus, Ohio, and I was always really into my hair. Even as a young kid, I played sports, I played soccer, and I had long hair. I had an undercut and a ponytail, and I literally was about the best hair my senior year, my high school yearbook. You know, I'm not sure if you heard this before, but the common kind of belief is that you inherit your hair genetics from your mother's side. So my grandfather on my mom's side had the most beautiful black thick head of hair you've ever seen. So I thought I was fortunate. You know, I thought I hit the hair lottery, and I thought that. I never had to worry about hair loss, and as soon as I graduated high school, so I'm 18 at this point. This was in 
I started noticing like my temples and my hairline, it was getting thinner and I kind of brushed it off. I couldn't believe that this was actually happening to me. And then going into college, my first year in college, it was in full retreat. I mean, a full receding hairline, thinning hair, balding around the crown. And it was hard, man. I think anybody that is going through this, men or women, and sometimes I think even women more so because it's a more of a common thing that happened to men. But anybody that goes through hair loss, it can be an emotional roller coaster. I mean, I, I felt like I was losing my masculinity. I felt like I wasn't going to be desirable to the opposite sex. I was losing a lot of confidence. I kind of slipped into depression, and it was a terrible thing, man. I, uh, it really hit me hard. And then from there, luckily, my mom and aunt are both compounding pharmacists, and we have three medical doctors in the family. So in 2001, the two current FDA-approved hair loss solutions and still the only two FDA solutions were Rogaine, which is minoxidil, and Propecia, which is finasteride. So I started taking both of those. I used Rogaine religiously morning and night, and I took Propecia. And I thought, you know, thank God there's a solution to this terrible issue. And I kept losing my hair. And I could not understand how is this the FDA-approved solution, not one, but two FDA-approved solutions that I'm using both faithfully and consistently, and I'm still losing my hair. So Rogaine and Propecia. Now, from what I understand, those solutions also have a large number of side effects. Yeah, especially Propecia. In my experience, you know, Rogaine, the active ingredient is minoxidil, which is a vasodilator for high blood pressure. It's a hypertensive vasodilator. So it increases the diameter of the vessels to get more blood flow, therefore to reduce pressure in the vessel. And Propecia is trying to stop hair loss in a different way by reducing what they call serum DHT, which is a form of testosterone in the body. But actually, DHT is a, it's a natural, it's a healthy hormone, and we actually need DHT to function and to be healthy. And I even took, so Propecia is finasteride. I took a drug called Dutasteride. I mean, I have a, a crazy journey of different things that I've tried, but I took basically Propecia on steroids, which is called Dutasteride, and it's a stronger version. Without getting too technical, it blocks this thing called 5-alpha reductase, and that converts testosterone to DHT. But the problem is by reducing DHT in the body, just like you would reduce testosterone, there's a lot of side effects. And this includes, I mean, chronic fatigue. Like I was so tired and fatigued, depression, brain fog, terrible things, man. Terrible. Now, this would happen even if you're using Propecia or any type of DHT blocker, the side effect is fatigue? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can read online and I mean, there's class action lawsuits right now against Propecia. So again, we cannot possibly offer any medical advice on this podcast. This is simply meant to be almost as a compass to kind of point you guys in a direction where you can research for yourself. But if you're thinking about Propecia, please be aware of the side effects. Now, let's talk about Rogaine. You know, I tried these things and then after these both weren't working, I went on this crazy journey of trying everything that you can possibly imagine. I tried every shampoo, every herb, every vitamin. I'm importing herbs from China and I'm trying all these different things they weren't working. So I really became obsessed with the research. I mean, this hit me so hard, Vision. I really can't even describe to you how emotional it was. I remember being 20 years old and you know, my 21st birthday was coming up in a couple months. And I always envisioned like this big party on my 21st birthday. And now I'm worried about, am I going to be able to get a date on my 21st birthday? So I was really, really impacted by this. So I became fanatically obsessed with all the different research articles that were available you know, I'm reading PubMed studies, NCBI articles, any kind of medical journal that I could that was talking about hair loss. I even took oral minoxidil. I was reading blogs and there was a blogger that was talking about 
taking oral minoxidil, so actually taking the high blood pressure medication that was the active ingredient in Rogaine. And Rogaine was initially discovered in the 80s by a hospital that they were testing this for high blood pressure. And they noticed that this woman that was taking minoxidil, she didn't have very thick hair, but by taking minoxidil, the frequency that she had to shave increased. And the doctor reported this and they were like, hey, there's something maybe going on here. And of course, the logical assumption was, hey, if we could apply this to our head, this could maybe help with hair loss. So that's how Rogaine got started. And when I took it orally, and I took 10 milligrams every day. So I was taking 10 milligrams of minoxidil orally. And it's a really strong medicine. I was having like rapid heart rates, arrhythmias, and I had to stop. But I did notice that it did increase the thickness and the diameter of my hair. So that was kind of like the first light bulb that did go off. And I was taking a high dose. That really kind of led me on this journey that is, well, what is the actual cause? Like, why do we actually lose our hair? What's the cause of hair loss? Just like anything else in life, there's a cause and effect relationship, right? So what is the actual underlying cause that is causing hair loss? I'm curious to know what you're going to say here. Yeah. So, you know, if you've done any research yourself or if any of your listeners have researched hair loss, what they'll find online and what the general understanding or what is on the news and in the medical publications is that hair loss is because of DHT. That's the only thing that you hear. But that didn't make sense to me. What I was wondering is, well, okay, even if that's the case, why is DHT causing hair loss? What is it about DHT, this hormone, that is causing hair loss? That explanation wasn't enough for me. So I started traveling. I was fortunate to have some finances that allowed me to do things that a lot of people couldn't do. And I traveled all over the world. There was a dermatologist in Germany that was testing some different formulas and publishing some data that was showing a lot of promise. And there were things that were international that I couldn't bring into the United States because of the FDA. But I started traveling and I went to South Korea, which is known as the cosmetic capital of the world. And I met with a medical device manufacturer there. I traveled to Germany. I traveled all over Europe and Canada, meeting with dermatologists and doctors and PhDs and chemists, trying all these crazy different topical solutions, all these different drugs. And what I realized is there's only one reason why we lose our hair, blood flow restriction to the hair follicle. That's it. Hair loss is a disease, just like cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular disease, as you know, is a restriction of blood flow through the arteries to the heart. And the arteries get blocked by plaque, and that plaque resists blood flow going to the heart muscle because the heart muscle needs oxygen to function. And when this blockage blocks it enough to where there's not enough nutrients to get to the muscle, the muscle dies and you have a heart attack. So the same thing is true with hair loss and DHT attaches to the hair follicle and it restricts blood flow to the hair follicle. So yes, DHT plays a part, but the actual problem, the real reason that the hair follicle is thinning and you don't just lose your hair overnight. Your hair is not fine one day and the next day your hair follicle is dead. It's a very gradual process actually. And it happens before you can even see any of the consequences. Your hair gets thinner and thinner and thinner. And then eventually the hair follicle is so weak that it dies because it doesn't have the nutrition through the blood supply. Mm -hmm. I see. I see. But how about factors such as aging, factors such as stress, such as nutrition? I know all of this contribute as well. So are you saying that ultimately all these factors are doing is they are affecting our blood flow? Exactly. Just like all the natural factors and all the lifestyle factors that affect cardiovascular disease, these things contribute to hair loss as well. 
fascinating, right? Because in 2016, I started experiencing hair loss. Now, in 2016, I was focused on, well, Mind Valley was focused on pretty much mindfulness and meditation. And it was amazing for work, for performance, and for, you know, just general well-being. But I wasn't taking care of my body. I was eating like crap. I was a guy who drank two glasses of red wine every night just to get to sleep. I wasn't really exercising in the most optimal way. And what I was experiencing then was hair loss. I started getting a ball patch on my head. Now, in 2016, two things happened. I decided to get on WildFit, and I later brought the program completely into Mind Valley. It was a health transformation program. And I started my own research on effective minimum dose exercise and strength training for fitness. Now, I was actually looking at simply like getting a better body. Now, other than my body fat going from 22% to 15% and my musculature increasing, the curious thing was in one year, my hair loss stopped and my patch disappeared. So I knew it had something to do with eating healthy, with exercise. But now when you explain it this way, I can see that one of the biggest correlations was really heart health. I think absolutely. But I think that, again, one and only thing is blood flow to the hair follicle. And there's a lot of people that are really healthy. And the first person that comes to mind is Tim Ferriss. Right, this guy is on the keto diet. He's extremely healthy. He takes better care of his body than most people, and he has had you know significant hair loss. And you also see people that don't take care of their body that are you know morbidly obese and they abuse their bodies, but they have a full head of hair. Right. It seems that it's something that has multiple factors. Right. Multiple factors. Anyway, I'm curious to know your theory. Let's go on. Yeah. So through this process. I started researching and consulting with all these doctors and all these scientists around the world, literally around the world of, okay, well, how do we restore blood flow? How do we increase circulation? How do we restore blood flow to the hair follicle? And I started experimenting with these different, like I said, my mom and aunt are compounding pharmacists. So I had every resource available to me. I mean, I kind of became like a modern day Heisenberg. I had lab mixing equipment with electronic mixers and stirs in my house, trying all these different ingredients and all these different quote unquote DHT blockers. And what we discovered, what we realized was, first of all, all the stuff on the market's crap. And there were two big issues that I discovered was in July 7th, 1989, the FDA issued a final action that said that anything that says that treats or restores hair loss has to file for a new drug application. And a new drug application, also known as FDA approval, and I'm not here to bash the FDA. That's certainly not my intention. I believe that the FDA was trying to correct the same things that are happening right now in the marketplace with people that are blatantly being lied to with hair loss scams. And I personally feel very passionate about this because, I mean, I spent thousands and thousands of dollars and got my hopes up only to be let down by these products that didn't deliver what they're promising. And what's worse than that is the people that were selling them, they knew that this wasn't doing anything. So not only were they false advertising, they were literally taking advantage of people. So I totally understand and credit the FDA for trying to do what they thought was best. So they issue this FDA action that says anything that's going to say that it treats hair loss has to go through FDA approval. Well, the problem with that is Tufts University just released a study last year that the average cost to go through FDA approval is $2.5 billion, billion with a B. So... Think of all the products that we use today, Apple, Uber, Facebook, Microsoft, Google. These companies all started in either garages or dorm rooms, right? Innovation happens. Look at Mindvalley. Think about how you started Mindvalley. Innovation starts on a very small level by people that are passionate 
about providing a service or solving a problem. So this huge roadblock, $2.5 billion, you know, there's no small person that can afford just to go through FDA approval if you have the solution to hair loss. But what's even worse is, you know, the hair loss industry is projected at over $5 billion annually. So the market's there. These companies, big pharmaceutical companies would happily invest $2.5 billion for a $5 billion return. The issue is to get a financial return on that $2.5 billion investment, you would need a patent to protect your IP, to protect your product, right? Well, to get through the FDA with a patent, the ingredient cannot show any benefit, previous benefit. It cannot have been studied to show benefit in the past. And maybe most importantly is it cannot be a natural ingredient. And it cannot be a combination of all the above. So there's absolutely no research and development going into any solution for hair loss because there's no financial incentive, right? So this is, we're talking about 1989. That's 30 years ago. What if we were still using the same cancer treatments and the same surgical practices that we were using 30 years ago? This is the problem. And the other problem is that these companies have realized with great advertising and fancy marketing, they can still make millions of dollars. Tim's, which is, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Tim's and Keith's, these companies that are you know, all over Facebook advertising. Tim's just got evaluation at $1 billion. And they're selling nothing more than a 5% generic minoxidil, a 5% off-patent Rogaine, literally something you can get off the shelves at Costco, and an off-patent Propecia finasteride. That's exactly what they're selling with fancy packaging and a fancy label and great advertising. I'm curious to know about what you've put together because I'm trying it right now. Well, I'm going to try it as soon as COVID is over and I'm out of this crazy lockdown mode. But tell us about the solution that you've created because I'm fascinated. And obviously people in the podcast can't see you, but you have a ridiculous head of hair. Dude, it was, I mean, you've seen my before and after pictures. I have. And that's why I agreed to put you on the podcast. So for the audience listening, it was the before and after pictures that John showed me that blew me away. And I felt so many people would love to know what he did. So John, tell us about the solution that you put together. So yeah, man, it's been a really long journey. Like I said, this started in 2001. And it's been tons of trial and error of all kinds of different things. But it really kind of started when I had the realization that this all comes down to blood flow. So when I went to Germany and met with this dermatologist, he had a topical formula that had some ingredients. It was a fatty acid. It attached to the hair follicle, the androgen receptor of the hair follicle, which is the same place the DHT attaches to. It's a fatty acid, so it sticks to the hair follicle, and it blocks DHT from attaching to the hair follicle. The problem with Rogaine, Rogaine is a vasodilator. So Rogaine is kind of like if you have a water hose and somebody's stepping on the water hose, restricting the flow of the water through the hose. Rogaine is like going over to the faucet and trying to crank up the pressure on the hose without removing your foot, right? So minoxidil is treating the symptom of hair loss, but not the underlying cause. So we started using this topical form of this fatty acid. And the issue that we ran into was, well, the epidermis, the outer layer of your skin is a protective barrier right? Just like this crazy stuff that's happening right now in the world with the coronavirus, you know, it's sticking to surfaces and we're getting infected by touching it and then touching our mouth or our eyes or an open orifice. But we're protected when we touch it if we don't touch those openings because our skin, the epidermis is a protective barrier, right? So in our scalp, when we apply any kind of hair loss solution, whether that be a shampoo or a topical formula, it's designed to keep that out. 
So I went to South Korea and met with this medical manufacturer, and they had a tool that we designed that's kind of like a micro needle. Are you familiar with a micro needle or derma roller, like a lot of yeah. cosmetic offices are using on their skin, on their face? So we were like, I wonder if we can use this on the scalp and then apply the topical solution. And they had a lot of studies that showed it increased the absorption of ingredients through the epidermis by like 1,500%. I mean, crazy stuff. So you're taking a vasodilator that's accelerating blood flow to your scalp, and you're using a type of brush which has micro needles to comb your scalp. Exactly. So what this is doing, this micro roller, it's making micro channels or micro holes in your scalp that are allowing the topical solution and the ingredients to pass through the skin to get to the hair follicle. There are three components. It's a topical solution. So it's a liquid that you pour on your head or you shampoo into your scalp? It's exactly like the same application as Rogaine. It's a liquid solution that you use a dropper and you put it on your scalp. You use a dropper and you drop it on your scalp. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And you're brushing with this brush with these fine point things that create yeah. these micro abrasions and you're taking a pill, right? No pill. No pill. So how do you create vasodilation then? Isn't that something you take? No. That was kind of the epiphany that we had because the problem is DHT that's causing the restriction of blood flow. Propecia is a pill that you take that is trying to reduce DHT throughout your entire body. But the problem with that is to reduce DHT significantly enough to affect hair loss throughout your body, you're going to have a ton of side effects. You'd have to take so much Propecia that it would destroy your body. So John, I'm curious, what is this thing? Paint a picture for what is this solution. From what I understand, there are three parts to it. Exactly. Three things. I use a shampoo with a brush in the shower. I wet my hair, I put it in the shampoo, and I use these brushes that I brush my scalp like vigorously with the shampoo, and that helps the shampoo penetrate the skin to the epidermis. And I leave that shampoo in for five to 10 minutes. So that's one. And then the second thing that I do is at night, every night, I use the roller with the topical liquid solution. So I roll that on my scalp before bed, and then I apply the topical liquid solution. So the roller helps it penetrate to the hair follicle. And that's it. Those are the three things. Wow. Okay. So I understand the roller. I understand the microabrasion. So that's interesting. Now tell us about the shampoo. What's in that shampoo? So the shampoo, the main ingredients, caffeine, zinc, and niacin are three ingredients. And is this a custom shampoo? It's a custom shampoo that we're working on trying to make this available. I mean, like I said, with the FDA roadblocks, we're hoping to make this available to everybody soon. But those are the main ingredients of the shampoo that have a synergistic effect that actually dissolve DHT in the scalp. I see. Okay. And then what about the dropper? What is this dropper that we are dropping on our head? What is this substance? So the dropper is a ethanol base, ethanol, water, and propylene glycol. That is the delivery. But it has caffeine, zinc, niacin, retinol, which is another ingredient that helps penetrate through the epidermis. We still keep minoxidil in there, but we use a very specific fatty acid that is blocking DHT from attaching to the hair follicle. I see. Okay. So your regimen is you wash your hair. How many days a week with this shampoo? I wash it seven days a week. Okay. And then you apply the dropper and then you use the comb? At night. Yeah. So you can shampoo anytime, but you want to apply the liquid at night when your hair is dry. Okay. And how often do you use the abrasive comb? Only like once or twice a week. Got it. Okay, cool. So this is really fascinating. So 
I'm really curious about these guys. John has sent me all three ingredients. I'm going to start a test on this in about a month. I'm going to let you guys know how it goes. And for people who want to try the solution out, where can they find you, John? Yeah, so I wrote a book. There's a lot, you know, it's, I really appreciate you having me. I know it's a lot of information, but I wrote a book that they can download for free at hairlosssecrets.com. Hairlosssecrets.com. Okay. And I want to share with you guys why I brought John on. Firstly, when I met John, I just felt that his intention, his purpose, his heart was so, so pure. And he really wanted to do this because he's experienced the pain that so many men have felt. I've been in that situation as well, the doubt, the uncertainty, wondering what the hell I needed to do to mitigate hair loss. And I know how tough and how so many good alternative therapies never make it through the FDA and thus don't get their chance with the general public. I wanted to bring John onto this podcast because based on the ingredients that he shared, based on what he suggested, there doesn't seem to be any serious side effects. And it would be interesting if a couple of us got to try this out and share results and see what happened. And maybe we could help a great inventor like John bring something that could truly benefit the world to more people. So, John, thank you for your service. I know you are trying to solve your own problem, but as an inventor, as a creator, I honor you for coming up with something so innovative. I've seen the before-after pictures of men who have used this. Does this work for women as well? Absolutely, yeah. Give us the domain again. Hairlosssecrets.com. Check it out and feel free to contact John. There's nothing in this for me, folks. I simply wanted to get more people in my audience experimenting with forms of biohacking that could radically improve their physiology in a safe way. And I thought this is something we might want to pay attention to because I have so many friends who are going through this right now. And I can tell you it is freaking painful and everyone is frustrated that there are no good solutions out there. So if this works, this is a blessing to the world. So thank you, John. And for those of you listening, please check out hairlosssecrets.com. John, any closing words? Thank you so much, Fish. And you inspire me every day, man. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, man. And if you enjoyed this episode of Mind Valley Podcast, please leave us a review and mention John Goss. That's John G-O-S-S. Take care. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body, your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.